Welcome to Grand Fraud, the global podcast for fraud and corruption investigators, covering the latest on tech trends, best practices, case studies, and legal analysis in the world of serious fraud investigations. Welcome. My name is Paul Milata. I'm a CFE and the host of this show. Our guest today is a CFE based in Ukraine. Her name is Olga Belikova. She has more than 20 years of experience working as a CFO for the Ukrainian subsidiaries of Western companies and as a finance forensic practitioner. Olga, welcome to the Grand Fraud Podcast. Hi, Paul, and thank you for having me. Among our listeners, there are many CFEs and other people involved in fraud investigations and anti-corruption investigations. They are located all over the world. What would you like to tell them? How can CFEs and other fraud investigators worldwide assist Ukraine within the limitations of our work and the mandates given by the law of the respective country? The first message is known uh, around the world that uh, Russia is almost sanctioned country as of today, almost than uh, all others together. And which experience we have here in Ukraine before 2040 and after 2040, that Ukrainian oligarchs, so-called or rich people, and Russia oligarchs as well, are really very tricky by hiding and beneficia- uh, beneficiaries for the company. As of today, we have a long list of sanctioned people, Russia citizens, and I really see today that owner try to move ownership to other citizens. In Ukraine and in Russia, it is really a common rule to give an ownership, to give some uh, control package of ownership of corporate rights to some indifferent person who is not related to them. And it's really very difficult to track. So first, I would ask our CPAR, keep in mind this risk is really very high that you can face your clients, your business to the sanction ban and be involved in sanction limitations from USA and from UA. And the second one, if you can make a team and create something like, I don't know, Russia sanction platform, because a list is so big and so huge. It is For me, at least of today, for me, I don't think that we have some person who is able to oversee all the sanctions and oversee all the penalties and oversee all the consequences. So if we can gather some CFAs team to make some Russia sanction platform open for all other CFAs for use, it will be really very helpful. The second thing I would really ask to help us as Ukrainian people, as Ukrainian fighters, really not to buy Russia products. Even when we are not a big company, even when we are not a McDonald's or not a Shell or not Intel or not Apple, it is easier to avoid with our own cash. It is for me. A good experience starting in 2014 in Ukraine 
when supermarkets have labeled all Russia products with Russia tech. It's no discrimination, it's only information. And then the end consumer could make decision to buy or not to buy. And for example, here in Western of Ukraine, a lot of people had ignored, totally ignored Russia products. I have faced it by myself. Also before 2014, my dog food uh, was produced by Russia. And then the dog food producer have decided to import to Ukraine a Polish produced food. The same trademark, the same food, but Polish producing. And this is the second what I will ask. Really, don't to buy Russia goods, probably except gas. It is the only uh, one monopole as of today. Some other points I would like to share experience with CFEs regarding food and risks which we can face in regard to this war, connected to this war. First of all, it is really experience from Russia sanction trade bans started from 2014. As you know, Russia has prohibited to import some delicious goods uh, like wine, like cheese and, and other, like fish, for example, for Northern and so on. It was prohibited to import to Russia. And what we saw and what we see uh, probably till today, uh, that Russia import the same goods, uh, even the same trademarks, but with Belarusian label. Mm-hmm. And this is really funny, but end consumers got acquitted uh, with Belarusian shrimps, wine and cheese and other delicious and even caviar. This is the risk because of such import of shell goods or, or goods from shell country is really a very close link to corruption. Because for sure, each customer officer is able to understand that some caviar was never produced in Belarus. Yes. And that's why I strongly believe it is connected to corruption. So please keep an eye and be sure you are not involved to such schemes and your companies or your clients are not chain of the schemes because it could be... uh, penalized that it could be um, uh, it could have consequences after the second big risk what i see this is increase of cyber fraud what we see today in uh, different social media that a big it army is really weaponed against russia in supporting ukraine and for sure, Russia IT folk is fighting as well. I'm not sure if this cyber fraud risk will increase only from Russia side or from other sides, from other countries as well. But when we remember our lovely triangle, Russia will have not only opportunity, but a big, big pressure. Yes. Without resources, without money, without other things, they will really have a pressure to make cyber fraud. The second pressure would be for, in my opinion, for Russia people, really desire to revenge. Desire to revenge to IT, to Ukraine and to other countries supported Ukraine to revenge on IT way as well. 
So please keep in mind this cyber fraud trace, in my opinion, is a big one. And the last risk, but not least, probably the biggest one, is the risk of misinformation by governing agencies of Russia. Because what we see today around the world, Russia officials are lying. When they are able to lie on the biggest level, on the highest level, it could be for us a CFA a risk that even having some document with right Russia official stamp and with right Russia official signature, it could be fake. It could be wrong. It could be misinformative. And that's why it is additional risk for us that we could have some sanction when we rely on some Russia officials document. And due to your question, how to help, I think additionally to our Russia sanction platform, I'm sure we have a big team worldwide and we can come together and we are able to have some super ideal products uh, really free of charge. So if you can pray, if you can help with some money, with some possibilities for our refugees, with some tactic medicine and so on, please don't hesitate to ask your Ukrainian colleagues how to help. Now we need each help. I'm really very thankful to all the world because it was for me probably the biggest happiness during the war to see that beginning from German government, which was more or less loyal to the Putin and ending with IT army of Anonymous, that the entire world is with Ukraine. It gives us really power and it gives us really the conviction that we will win in this war. Sorry, I have lost some English words <laughs> because no I'm a bit nervous, but really thank you all for support today. And please don't leave us for next days and next weeks, please. This war will continue. I will, this will continue only a few days or even few hours. But if it will continue several months, please be with us. Please support us. This gives us power. I can only talk in my own name. As fraud investigators, we have to decide upon what's real and what's not real in our work on a day-to-day -day basis. Many of us are looking at what's happening in Ukraine right now and know exactly what to do. So all the best. Thank you very much for today and stay safe. Thank you, Paul, for having the opportunity to speak to worldwide CPs. And thank you personally and your podcast to be with us. Thanks for joining us this week on the Grand Fraud Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, nemexis.de, and subscribe to this show so you'll never miss an episode.